podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Whistleblowers Podcast, uh, hosted by me, Mark Smith. I'm with, as ever, Martin Gritton. Hello. Nice How are you doing, you, Martin? I'm excellent, thank you. I say as ever, you weren't here last time. Where were you last time? Uh, I was on a train, wasn't I? I was on yeah, a, on where, a train. Where, would you, where would you been? Uh, Nottingham. Why though? What sport were you covering? Cricket. Yeah, you're a cheater, Martin. Cricket. Cheater. You... <laughs> Infiltrating <laughs> the game and, you uh, know. On football's behalf. Sp- well, I'm doing, my, I'm doing my bit. You're doing your bit. You're honourable work. Uh, also joined this week by Mark Webster. Mark, how are you doing? Well, hello, gentlemen. How are you? The we? podfather of the whistleblowers. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And Royalty. it's good to see my prodigy. <laughs> is that right? I don't they're think so. They're I, I wouldn't have thought so. Is that the plural? No. There's plenty Are you the to talk spawn of my week. loins? Webster, I'm going to bring you in I immediately. I establish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're related technically, but... Uh, no, no, okay. Airwaves, maybe. But on, a, on a certain pragmatic level, yes. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take that. I'll good, take good, that. good, 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 good. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about today. Uh, as we have every week, Always. I should hasten to add. Um, today we're going to talk about FA Cup magic, does it still oh. exist? We're going to talk about Jesse Lingard moonwalking at the Emirates. We'll talk about managers losing their minds post-game. And Hudson Adoy, I want to talk about him in a bit of detail. Uh, so we'll get through those as the show goes on. I want to start with FA Cup. Uh, we're recording on a Tuesday night. We've just had the entire fourth round. Talk to me, Martin. FA Cup magic. Does it still exist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. it. I, I do love the FA Cup. I do think... you get excited about it still? Yeah, well, I just like the, the matches that it throws up. You know, the fact that these teams... Like people, he's starting to work. The guy on the desk sat next to me. He's a Watford fan, and uh, I said I was covering a Plymouth game, and Plymouth Watford was a semi final back in 1984, and John Barnes scored, and it was like yeah, yeah, it rem- yeah. everyone reminisces about these big fixtures, and it's it's so important to you know it's important in clubs' histories. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going through going through the the results from the weekend, the big ones, Millwall, although obviously that was overshadowed by you know. Other stuff, extracurricular stuff. Well, and also, let's be brutally honest, extraordinarily much part of of the build-up to it is the kind of, oh, it's such an intimidating place. Well, guess what comes with that? Yeah, if you're going to sell it on that, then you've got to understand that there is a genuine risk. Unfortunately, that stuff comes with it, and one's not endorsing it, but one's just saying... The inevitable will happen in these occasions every now and then. But it also did, uh, it sort of whitewashed out of history, the the non-VAR call, which in the actual game completely affected everything mm-hmm. uh, by way of just arbitrarily not having VAR at this particular for, FA for Cup the, game. For the, for the non-penalty. For the, for the handball. For the ha- oh, for the handball. So, yes, because cause there was in... It was a weird one for the, over the weekend for that, anyway. Yeah. The, the handball, that was <laughs> beautifully... <laughs> Subtly, gently, yeah. balletically guided. Yeah, great connection. Just, absolutely, <laughs> it was like a. It was almost like it was sort of like a kind of Djokovic cross court finish at Wimbledon <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to win the title for the seventeenth. I want to see it with the thing with long shots where they go <laughs> right the, the speed and the trajectory. Of it the would ball. just be wonderful <laughs> to see. There were several instances, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, boys. Over this is that um, in the in, in the West Ham game, for example. Um, which West Ham lost perfectly well for a, yeah, yeah. As, as a cup uh, finish. Kid went round the back away and they didn't get a penalty because he didn't go down. Yep. You had that handball. Uh, we had the VAR in the game the other day as well. The VAR thing's all wonderful and, and, and lovely. 
how weird was it that they didn't, with televised games, ensure that VAR was there to make sure that the that the a the VAR becomes a thing that we become That's used to, showcase, and yeah. b because exactly it's on the telly, <laughs> yeah. we can all see it. So they got sniffy about but, it but not I'd being go, at Wimbledon, that not being at Millwall. But I'd go a level weird. further than yeah. that because I'd say that it's not even about which games are televised and which aren't, and, and obviously you, you can highlight errors there. If you're going to have it in a competition, it must be in all games of the competition. That, oh, that's a, that's otherwise, a very fair point. But otherwise, you are, you are saying to the games that don't have it, oh, we're prioritising the other games. Unlevel playing field, Mark. Yeah. Because, because but, put, put simply, that Millwall game, Millwall don't win that game if there's VAR in the ground. They might get a draw out of it, but Everton don't lose if there's VAR at the ground. Yeah, and so it's arbitrary to some guys decided this game will have it. The fundamentals of it are, and but I, I would I would go the halfway house and just say, if, if the FA Cup I think is winning again, and the, the FA Cup is winning again because it's they spread it across. We had the the Friday night was brilliant. Yeah, the Monday night was brilliant. You had decent games in the middle. Between television and radio, they're, 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 they're giving yep. FA Cup some space. Yeah. When you've got a chance to actually, when you've got televised games, give it everything you've got and yep. give it the VAR. Well, and I don't care if it's at Bloody Barney or at Millwall, treat yeah. it with respect. Yeah. But the ham fisting, a thing that's inevitable because it has to come in because it's, it works in every other sport. It's, it's, Absolutely. it's the way, yeah. it's the reason, you know, it's the, it reasons everything. All the decisions become what they should become, whether people are arguing them or not, that there's still going to be contention because you still get it in cricket and rugby yeah. and various other things. But at the same time, it kind of eliminates a lot of doubt and, the, you know, you, they're just really not presenting it well to no. the public. But is, uh, it, is, it, is this not just teething issues, though? Yeah, right? that's, that's all, that's that all well. it is, isn't it? We're yeah. going to have... They don't seem to be anyone at the FA that can go, right, well, look at the NFL and do what they do. If you've got a screen at the ground, show it and mic up the referee so we all know what's going on. Don't tell Neil Harris that. Did you see Neil Harris screaming <laughs> at the yeah, video? Turn it off. Yes, that's right. Don't show them what really happened. Turn it off. <laughs> a great result for Millwall. Great result for them. Um, also, honourable mentions for Newport going to Middlesbrough and digging Absolutely. out a result there. Huge. Uh, Shrewsbury home to Wolves as well. Yeah, that was Super brilliant. And Wimbledon, of course. I mean, it, it's still a magical cup. And Shrewsbury Wolves, I'd like how close they are in terms yeah. of... That's a really close match in terms of... You know, distance. It's what's uh, geographically. yeah, geographically Shropshire yeah. to the west. west a, a, you don't a, really know that if you're not from no, the it area. It feels, as you said, there's, 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 there's a, a little of, patch of England yeah. that really, really yeah, cares about that game of football. Well, yeah, there's this nothingness that goes on. What, the only said, thing what, that was in toes, well, the weird thing was the only thing when I was playing. The only thing that you would go to Shropshire for was for Lilla Show to get rehabilitated yeah, 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 to go yeah. to basically rehab, injury rehab, not other rehab. Or if you're a talented young player, you might yeah. Don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> yeah, no one else there. It's, it's Shrewsbury. Shropshire. It's, it's, so it's, it's on the Telford border, the Wales border, um, and A50. You're listening Shropshire. to is the football a, podcast, is it The Whistleblowers. It's a Shropshire, though. Is it, that, is it a proper... It's a Shropshire. It is a Shire. Okay. But look, well, look, we can come back to that. I thought, like... it was in a, I thought everything that was in Shropshire was actually in a... Gay Me- anyway, Gay- where was you, Mark? Gay Meadow used to have a river by the pitch. With mm. the, they would have a little boat in the river to collect the balls because we yeah. the ball whenever the ball cleared the stand, oh, it was that. brilliant. Proper like old. It's like the San Francisco. Just have a YTS, well, some, some a YTS and a dinghy. In and he'd be getting the balls because it was like those balls cost fifty quid. Go and get that. Get get it back. 
Where else do you get this sort of insight about what is in Shropshire? You just, you just don't. Tune in, gig. tell your friends about the Whistleblowers podcast. We do genuinely need your support. Just Shropshire sounds like Please it's the abbreviation listen. of the actual length, proper length of his name. That's all I was saying. Moving okay. on. Moving um, on. Well, you touched, you touched there on, on the Friday night game, the FA Cup game, Arsenal and United. Um, we all know the result. It was pretty much a classical Manchester United away performance. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the way Ferguson used to do it. And I, I, know, I know we're all talking about how it's all, you know, the old school of United to come back together. And it is quite a sickening thing to keep talking about non-stop. But it did feel like a proper Ferguson-era performance. But the one thing that stuck out to me was Jesse Lingard after scoring <laughs> United second. Oh, oh, uh, moonwalked. On the <laughs> moonwalked on the pitch, <laughs> impeccably moonwalked. Yeah, I mean, by the way, if you try and do it on the slippy surface, it's, it's hard enough. But he did it in long studs on grass and made it look great. Jesse Lingard's never worn long studs. It's probably some little plastic sort of blade. That well, he's got maybe in that's. There. I mean, you, you are Jesse Lingard doesn't wear studs. Not a it? long. It's not a long, long it's stud kind of guy. No, it's not your feeling. No, I get your point, Mike. It's it's a hard it's thing a to, hard do. to do. And he did it in well. a golf shoe. Um, and I think I don't, I'm not sure <laughs> if there's cleat. Is there a bigger? Is there a bigger and better example of absolutely taking the piss out of uh, a fan base than moonwalking in front of them? I have. I want to hear. I want to hear any I examples you've got of anything. I've only, what's the coldest thing you've seen on a football? I've pitch? only got one. <laughs> Go on. You've, and, uh, because, but it because with you. it overwhelms. If other stuff has happened, I don't know. I don't care anymore. And it's not. It's nothing against him as a player. And he'll go on and do, he's, you know, he's, he's 29, I think, and he'll go, on. if Daniel Sturridge does that thing does that again, thing. I may <laughs> go on some form of, I don't know, axe-murdering rampage. You mean, I his, cannot, you mean his dance? Talk about his dance. Daniel Sturridge's dance is absolutely, uh, you say dance. Uh, I, I, I say dance. Yeah. I was, no... Think about it. I couldn't even say the way you said it. <laughs> it is the most annoying thing I've ever seen. I, yes, I 100% agree. And it, 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 it gets... Because it, uh, there's a million other celebrations. Yeah. But his face and that dance yeah. send me to a place... Uh, there's yeah. a place of evil that I didn't even know <laughs> existed in... Well, or indeed in the world. But I would say that, that that's infuriated you. The Jesse Lingard one for me is is just absolutely nonchalant. It's so muggy. It's so muggy. <laughs> that is, that, the will, story, show, the that will show one, you. That will show you. The storage so one muggy. winds me up. The Lingard one, i just got to go, well, in 10 wow. years, what he say, do? do you remember when Lingard scored at the Emirates and moonwalked in front of the crowd? Is an insane thing to, 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 to think about. Martin. Uh, right. So there's only there's one man for me. That every time, whatever has mattered to me in terms of club football and national football, that bastard Paul Gascoigne. Uh, so... <laughs> He did uh, when I literally was in Scotland at the time, and I, like we only ever used to go back to visit. Um, you know, uh, from, I moved down to Cornwall, so the only time we'd ever go back to Scotland is for funerals or the t- summer holidays, and it was <laughs> brutal. So go back and it'd be, it'd be somber enough. In Scotland, yeah, somber. Go back to the the Badlands, <laughs> but um, and then Gazza did that thing he scored, and then does the little orange oh walk flute yeah. with completely no fucking self awareness. Oh, excuse my French, but no self awareness at all. Yeah. But that I, I was like. I'd let him away with that, apart from the fact in Euro 96, when he's absolutely, mm, like, just waltz through our defence. Mullard Hendry. So, picked a scene, I'm in, I'm in court, it was my birthday as well, so I was, it was my birthday, 
My birthday, June the 1st, so it must have been within a, a few days of that. You've opened for fan mail? It was the weekend. Broadcasting your birthday no, it's important. Nation. It's an important point. Okay. It's an important point. Because it's second I've been badgering, I've been badgering stuff, my dad. <laughs> I've been badgering my dad to say, like, Dad, 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 I want to go. I wanted to go down and get a basketball ring put on the yep. side of the ice to play. I was like, Dad, Dad, can we get the Dad, Dad, Dad. been pestering him until the point where I could see my dad getting raging at that. Then Gaza flips it over Colin Andrews' head, smashes it in the bottom corner, and then does what can only be described as the, the dentist chair <laughs> thing, like yeah, yeah. accepting shots of whatever. I'm just going, oh. my dad then just boots the telly, turns it off and goes, we're going to get your bloody basketball ring then. And then like kind of, you so forever, it. no, but forever it's associated with that, the pain of, bittersweet. 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 I'm pretty sure it's still attached to the side of the house. It's like a, yeah. a memory of Gaza. You've never that, been um, used. No. And Scottish the, basketballers. The, uh, years later when I played for Plymouth, we played Everton. Legends. We played it, I, when I, this is when I, I obviously much long before I played football when I finally got to professional level and then one of my first games was in a reserve sorry in a pre-season friendly against Everton and Gaza had just signed uh, <gasps> they just signed him so the play Plymouth was packed and it was just like oh my god Paul Gascoigne's coming yeah yeah the um it goes out. We get we got battered by. I don't know for some reason the people at the club decided to arrange these fixtures against teams that Rogered is like. We got beat six 0 by them. Gaza scored a forty, chipped our keeper from forty yards, then went off to like rapturous applause. I went when he went down the tunnel. I was like, sorry, I'm going to go down the tunnel and followed him down to get because my little next door neighbour was there and and he wanted his autograph. So I go in the changing rooms and I swear to God, in the away changing rooms at Plymouth, Gaza had his top off. And it knocked on the door and he said, yeah, come in. It was just him on his own in these away change rooms. And he had a bottle of Bex and a, and a, and a fag, nice, right? Nice. Uh, it's his Sunday league. And I was just like, fucking legend. <laughs> and then he's there going, and I was like, can I get your autograph? So he signs his autograph on this, the front of this program, Paul Gascon, beautiful, like the full thing. And I'm like going, hang on. I said, is that your, is that your actual autograph? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going, we've got 50 balls out there that have been signed. <laughs> by you that we've donated to chat like or we sold off or it goes yeah yeah I just get a youth team player to do that so you get some youth team player to write Gaza uh, on what? their balls and I'm going what a game yeah. Yeah. I mean nothing uh, I mean it didn't really help but to be fair to him I couldn't I couldn't have asked for anything it, you know he, he signed the programme for I, me but I, what I, just I, I must say I mean and I know we don't want to get this is not the whole gas kind of thing but I, I spent a day with him. Uh, uh, I was uh, uh, visiting Pete Robert Soccer AM and he was on. Right. He's on with Neil Rock. Yeah, yeah. And we went out afterwards and stuff, and it was just, and he had his mates down with him. And just to kind of underline where this poor geezer's sort of like head is at. And this is what I think is a lot, you, you cannot ignore the chemistry of how this man is put together. Mm. You know, he, he, this uh, stuff that happens, he's not conscious. No. There is, he just works on another mm. kind of whirring hummingbird level that yeah, you can't yeah, understand. Yeah. He was actually, he actually had, at one point, um, little, them little uh, bags of um, nicotine bags that, that you used to smoke, used to tuck in your face yeah, yeah, to stop yeah. yourself smoking. Yeah, yeah. While smoking, wow, and drinking double Red Bulls and vodka, and he was, st- and he still, his mates were still basically yeah. holding him in the chair. Yeah, that's and not. And this, that, that, that poor fella. Don't don't try and rationalise what that no, man absolutely. is about. He has got no idea himself. No, no. and we've gone down a diet. Basically, Paul Gascoigne. 
I just finished the, uh, the, the, the Gaza book by Daniel Story about his time in Italy. Gaza in Italy is well worth getting if you haven't read it. Um, I wanted to know, that book talks about his uh, influence on the Italian game and only being there for a short time, but still it reverberates to this day. What are people's perceptions of Gaza in Scotland? He was, again, not there that long, but he had a, a huge impact, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I think, to be honest, that it's... Uh, Rangers own that more than anyone else, but I don't think it was a. I think it was a really great time for Scottish football when he was came. He go, was he good there? He was amazing. He was and good. There. The I best, remember him being the, amazing. And he the, was good. There. But the best thing about it was it was him and Loudrop and McCoist. And That's like, true. I grew yeah. up in the era of McCoist. Ali McCoist was such a great striker. I, I, I grew up and had this. The nineties as a Celtic fan was a very tough decade. <laughs> exactly. But, that lot but then when we got Henrik, and then we we signed these series of overseas players. I think um, we were talking about uh, kind of what players, or kind of what you remember about your club most, or, or kind of signings. I think we're coming on to signings in a minute. So, Decanio, Viduca, oh. Van Hoydonk. We brought all these guys through, and the one season that they had for us was so good, was so good that they were just like. Emblazing, and then we got Larson, you, and Larson was, stuck around, and you know the rest like, is history. But the beauty of that is, for Celtic, there were circus turns. They yeah, were like absolutely, did, 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 yeah. they turn up and like they do so six good. months of glory, and and, and it was, it, it's, it's, but of course it worked, didn't it? Was it was so very effective. When I was, I was again, I was just a Celtic fan at the time, so I've gone to the ground to get autographs. Like so was, again, we were on our two-week séjour <laughs> to Glasgow, <laughs> the seven thousand-mile trip. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to Celtic, so I would wait there. Days. <laughs> and every and every Celtic player drove this. They had a deal with Honda at the time, so they all had like a <gasps> Civic or an Accord, and they'd all be driving Hondas. The Canio comes out of the change rooms, and there's this like little drop top Italian car with still got Italian plates, yes. and he's like, "I'm not driving one of them." And then gets his car with this ridiculous like outfit, and so I was like, "That yes, yes, immediately." Legend. Yeah, Celtic have always had a, a, a pretty good uh, record of bringing through players. You know, as a stepping stone, really. You don't want to think of it that way, but a stepping stone between that and, and the Premier League. I mean, I mean, Van Dyke's a good example, right? He's recently. Um, they but they bought well over yeah, this. Wanyama, Wanyama. They're also improving now in terms of it, of actually finding local talent, aren't well, they? This yeah. is it, which is the big deal. Yeah, we touched on this before. I mean, we were just saying like the fact that the restrictions on Scottish football and the fact that budgets are, but it means that you've got a homegrown talent. A lot of great because all the era of great football coaches um, that came through, you know, from from Ferguson's to the, the Strachan to McGee, all these players that came through then became managers. Well, the next generation that are coming through are actually not. Managers, but they're coaches. They're very good Scottish coaches, and they're coaching St. Johnson, Motherwell, as uh, uh, Pike Thistle, Dundee. And all these teams, yeah, yeah. And these yeah. guys, you know, after five or six years of spread playing that love, football, remember when Aberdeen burst on the scene in the in the eighties? No, everyone was like, "Who the hell are these guys?" Yeah, and yeah. it's because they'd be played together for so many years. And Ferguson was at the helm, but incredible players. Uh, before we go to the break, uh, one more thing about Scottish football. Where's Ryan Gold at the minute? I remember him tearing up the league a few years ago with Dundee United or Dundee. I can't remember which one it was. I don't even put him on the sport. And he went off to Sporting Lisbon, I think. And he looked like the next big thing. looked like the the Scottish Messi. The Steve Archibald. Don't know what's happened to him. If you're a listener of the show and you you know what's happened to uh, Ryan Gold, Gold spelled G-A-U-L-D, email into the show or or tweet us at Football Podcast. Um, Let us know what's happened to him. We'd love to hear from you. I really... uh, It's curious. It's the same thing as that... 
What was he called? Sonny Pike. Searching remember for Sonny Pike? Searching the, for gold. We'll call it searching we'll for gold. We'll call it searching for gold. Hashtag searching for gold. Do you remember Sonny... Before we go to the break. I remember Sonny, Sonny Pike. Sonny Pike. Do you remember this guy? English the, guy. Ajax. Yes. Really young Yari Lippman in haircut. He yeah, went, to, he went to Ajax and he was on like... Sky Sports would do like award ceremonies and he'd be there doing kick-ups on stage and stuff and he was the next big thing. Went to Ajax, just fell off the face of the earth. I don't know where he is now. If you know where he is, find Sonny Pike as well. You, you're, like a, you're like a lost cause, don't you, Mark? I you're do. The, the What's Saint with you, Saint Jude. Saint... <laughs> right, we're going to have a break now. Uh, see, you, see you in uh, about 15 seconds or as long as the advert takes. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Well, I hope you enjoyed the adverts. Martin, did you enjoy those adverts? Great, aren't they? Yeah, really good. The highlight, stunk. The highlight of the show. Uh, well, during the break... Actually, I loved them. During the break, um, Rhys James, Tottenham fan, comedian. Big name. All-round great bigger, guy. All-round great guy. That's yeah. superb. What? Coming in? No, so he was. He called. He tried to call me to have a chat oh, on, okay. on the. On, yeah, but uh, my phone's playing up a bit. This new venue is, is not great for uh, reception. So we've got instead. Uh, I think he's left me a voicemail. So um, let's listen to that. It's Reese James, Spurs fan, comedian. Uh, take it away, Reese. George, Kevin, and Kudu's getting a look in. What has happened to us? Right, you know what? I'm officially putting a bid in for the movie rights for whatever body swap Space Jam monster shit Kieran Trippier got himself into during the World Cup. His career has gone crap, 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 crap. England's greatest historical achievement, crap again. He gave me 61 minutes of national pride and now I'm livid about him every single week. Ben Davies is gone now. Brilliant. Daniel Levy is more likely to formally ask the Premier League to switch to five aside for the rest of the season than he is to sign a new player and it is embarrassing. You know, I never thought I'd say this, but I think Andros Townsend could do a job for Spurs. Tottenham's transfer policy is essentially when your mum says we have food at home. We might do mum, but I'm not hungry for Keziah Sterling, am I? Just watched a YouTube highlights video of Adrian Rabio, and he is the most talented midfielder I've ever been blessed enough to witness with my own eyes. And what a beautiful young lady to boot. FA Cup is for pricks anyway, and so is the League Cup. All trophies do is make you feel good about yourself. Right, well Rabiot's a wanker and Liverpool can get fucked. Right, our own manager's now saying that all trophies do is build egos. That is ambitionless and pathetic. Just watch a YouTube highlights video of T. Elements, and honestly, he's the best midfielder I've ever seen in my life. He's exactly what we need. Exactly what's going to fill that gap left by... He's not as mesmerisingly beautiful as Rabio, but win some, lose some. They were the uh, thoughts of Rhys James. Did he, did he have some thoughts? I didn't, I didn't get any. Well, he that. seems furious They've now. I've got, got nothing from that. The, the Spurs-based... Thoughts. <laughs> very Spursy stuff. Potentially, yeah. I see what you're saying, Mike. But very, very astute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's got some fair points. The one that sticks out to me there is the Pochettino references. This week, Pochettino said that all trophies do really oh, build egos. Um, I mean, who needs aspiration in football? No one. Went through my career without winning any, and look where it got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to borrow that T-shirt still? Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like a very strange thing to say. Pochettino is someone that we're a big fan of on the podcast. Uh, mm. I think we both rate him very highly. Mark, I don't know your thoughts, but I imagine they're quite positive. I, 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 I'm vaguely positive, except <laughs> I'm floating a bit because I'm not totally sure if he's now suddenly just pausing for thoughts yeah, yeah. and saying weird things. And I think the weird thing is to say, in English football, which he knows so well, nah, mm. left in the cup, not a big deal. Yeah, He's gone for basically fourth place as a trophy. Yeah. And I don't think he's 
entertaining his fans or in, endearing his fans with that thought. To, to me, it's an absolutely mind-blowing thing to say because what, you, you talk about, oh, winning trophies just, just you know, enhances your ego. Well, what, what are fans in it for? Fans are in it because they want to be able to gloat to their mates who support the other teams. They that's want to be able to have reflective glory and enjoy it. That, that, that's yeah. what, winning a trophy is not just because you can then look at the trophy list and say, that's my club. It's, yeah. just, it's to know that you've had something to do with it by way of appearing at games yeah. and supporting the team and taking the piss out of your mates that didn't... You know, that's, that is football. That's the whole point of it's, the game. It says more about the tro- what, how he values the trophy rather than about trophies. Because if he's talking about the Champions League, it's like, well, was that just for your ego? He'd love that. Mm. But the FA Cup, he's not asked about it. Only because the foreign... I just don't think that... And again, I'm not making this a foreign thing. I just don't think that the mo- in the modern era, the, the Premier League managers are motivated by the FA Cup because mm. everything has to be has to have a business yeah. goal, an objective. And for lower league teams, it's actually better for... So the fact that Millwall got through, that will probably sustain Millwall. Oh, God, yeah. Give them a good boost. But for the teams further down, I was delighted for Barnet. Absolutely. Like uh, Darren Curry, who's, uh, I used to play with him at Chesterfield, absolutely wonderful bloke, brilliant coach. I can just imagine what he was like in the dressing room after the yeah. game. But to get that third amazing free kick that their kids go, yeah, yeah, what yeah. that means for the club, and you go, that's what the FA Cup's about. Yeah. And it, that, unfortunately, everything does come down to money in football. But if that's the only legacy of the FA Cup, they do give back. You're absolutely the, right. Except there are three, four, five teams at the top of the Premier League who should target the FA Cup because they're getting nothing else. Yes. Yeah. Well, Spurs aren't winning it. And, and they're not going to drop out the top four. one of them. And that would include, I guess, Leicester, West Ham, yeah. West Everton. Ham, Blue Out, yeah. Everton's. The other favourite, you know, the, yeah. the perfect example of the that. The years of Pompey winning it, Wigan you winning it, uh, Everton, right out against, you know, you know. will get into the final. I mean, it, it does happen. In the Premier League, what, what's not going to happen is this going to be this could be five, and United have suddenly revived themselves as being a contender. There's six teams contending for the top four. Yeah. I, I, I go, you know, I, 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 sim- I empathise to a certain extent with the argument of going like, uh, people say that, that you know that, that the top four is a is a cup. I know that's silly because the cup is a is a literal yeah, but I, I, but I and physical that. symbol, but it means a thing. What it does is it gets you another level of football, yeah, yeah. another level of player. You're a Champions League, club. and you're in different. You're playing in different games and blah blah blah. Absolutely, I right. get all of that. But six and seven, and eight and nine, and ten in the Premier League, mm. the FA Cup should be absolutely. Your target. Well, in fact, I think you actually went down as far as at this weekend, God bless them, Palace, yeah, who yeah, played yeah. out of their skin. Exactly, exactly. And they're still looking with a glance at the pa- bottom. Palace of the are more likely to get relegated than Spurs are to drop there out of the go. top four. There you go. And yet, Palace put out their strongest side, who have yeah. also played a lot of football this year, and put in a solid performance and, and you know, won the game. Completely deservedly. Yes. Spurs, on the other hand, had players on the bench who, for me, if you're on the bench, you're fit enough to be playing at least and a Ericsson portion of the game. not even in the squad. Yeah, and I think they should, they should be... They're not dropping out the top four unless something disastrous happens, which, yeah, it could happen, but it probably won't. Prioritise the FA Cup in that case. Win something for your fans. They're not one other thing for a long, long time. You may as well go for and it. And then to be so sniffy about it when you went out. Pellegrini, my team at West Ham, Pellegrini... Dis- Called it a disaster. Yeah. He did not shirk yeah. from what he understood in context of the football club 
and its fans and where West Ham are now as a team. I thought that was wonderful. That was like, you know, whoa. Thank you very much for that. We get that. And now, so we can all move on. Yeah. I don't know how you move on as a Spurs fan now with with with, with um, Pochettino sort of going like yeah, but, you know, over it. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. it's also like um, and, the um, and Aaron is weird. Grits, were there games you played in cup games, regional cup say, games where you you weren't bothered about? Just about to say, I got done. One of the worst doings I ever had was um, you might know the place it was Hinkley. You know Hinkley yeah, up in uh, in the middle East yeah, yeah. Midlands, and we got beat two 0 and we'd gone up to League One at Torquay United. Leroy Senior, we played this Hinkley played us off the park. Like, they played us off the park. We got beat 2 nothing. It was me, Adebayo, and so, Fenwa. So what were Hinkley yeah. when, when you were playing them out? Where, where were they in context so good, with your good team question. Was? So, uh, to give context, it'd probably be Northern Premier. So not even conference. So it was Unibond at that point. Maybe even, like, they Uni-bomber. were... Like, we'd Huge. just gone up to League One and they'd go and... Uh, the thing was, so, you know, Adebayo, I, I covered Plymouth versus Wickham at the weekend and Adebayo, and Fenwa playing up front for Wickham and he's created this kind of, you know, mystique around him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was on that pitch with me at Hinkley. And as big as Adebayo is, no one gave a damn about how <laughs> big or strong he was then. Yeah, the Hinkley players was were just, they house. came at us. <laughs> no, they, were just, just, they, just, they just came at us in waves and battered, they battered us, right? And the fullback scored this goal, that he played the best goal of his life, and he probably still talks about it to, down the pub to this day. <laughs> yeah, he so. flicked over someone's head and he banged it in the top corner. And I swear, I looked at you, and I, this is not being disrespectful, I thought he was wearing like rugby boots or something to play against. And so I'm going, <laughs> this has been a bad day. So we went in the Spice dressing room and I'm, ter- I'm like... <laughs> This is bad. So we go in this little, and it was a porter cabin, of course. We went to the dressing room. It was like a little, the kind of place where, you know, you put the, 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 the naughty class at school yeah. is in at the, at the end. No heating. <laughs> no heating, miles away from anyone else. Get let in and out of school 15 minutes before everyone else. We were down there getting changed. I was just sat in the room, and Leroy, luckily Leroy had been through enough, so he just came in and just went, started laughing, just went, this is the FA Cup. This yeah. is what happens. I and then he said to us, that, that's he, nice. do you know the best thing about it was? Life. He said to us, he goes, you look exhausted. Because we got up to League One and we were finding it tough. Mm. He went, take, take, take two days off. Normally a manager come in and lambast you and destroy us. He goes, I'm not going to hammer you. He goes, because this is the FA Cup. And then we got two days off. Well, do you know what? The weekend after we beat Hull, uh, 1-0 away at their place. And that yeah. was because the way that he manages as a team, but also just the understanding... This is what happens, you know. You can't, you can't and, legislate for and these things. He is. I, mean, I know this is sort of like and credit Hinkley, but say it to say, but it is what happens, isn't it? Hmm. Is the fact that is that he, he, he let the side football, and I know that the, the golf is enormous, but a lot of the fellas who'll be playing against are good players, and they've exactly. always been good players. But the reason they're not what you're doing is. May not be that they aren't good enough, and it might have been a tiny thing. So many different stories making a journey, a bit of this, bit of that. The things, Mark, yourself, you you know, coming through at Derby when you were young, some of the players you must have played with and seen go on. Some of the ones that fell by the wayside. The 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 best players I ever played with never made it. Yeah, and and then other players, Tom Huddleston came through and did great, and Jermaine Jennison. You know, it happens. That's how it happens sometimes. Everyone has different things in their lives, personal lives, whatever. It you know. What I always think is the best player from most people's school wouldn't make it in non-league football. That's how good the level is generally. That is exactly my school. The the kids, the the, the names that are legend in my well, school. I could Ru- tell Ru- you now. Is that the Ruddocks? Are you not? Uh, well, the Ruddocks from- were the Rudd- Well, they're funny enough, yeah. And but but that was the weird thing with the Ruddocks is that 
the eldest brother, Gary, was the best footballer yeah, you've yeah, ever yeah. seen Amazing. in my entire area. Mm. And there was then Colin, the middle brother, who was as bad as I was playing <laughs> football. And actually, that's unfair. He was a bit better than me, but I was terrible. But then the third brother come through, and the third brother was like the one, and he he wasn't the one with the he wasn't with the skill, he wasn't on with the talent, but he was the one that 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 their the dad heart. wanted yeah. to say like, come on, let's have a go, yeah, and and that was Neil Ryan's career, and that was Neil Ryan's career. You'd have him in your side, wouldn't you? Absolutely, hundred percent. Oh, it was absolutely, he was a stonewall commitment. You know, he was he was the valor. Yeah. Definitely, and we still talk about him now. That's how that's how offensive yeah. he was. Um, but we have, we've covered Potcher's comments there about you know trophies just increasing ego. But insanely, they weren't the stupidest comments made by manager this weekend. <laughs> no. the, 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 the winner of that for me goes to, and I'm, it's not just because I'm a Derby fan saying this, but after Derby beat Accrington, the Accrington boss John Coleman, oh, he had an absolute meltdown after that game. Oh, um, I assume you both saw that, but he seemed to go absolutely off on one about the two yellow cards given to one of his players, which I think, looking at it as objectively well, as I can, were definitely yellow cards. They, they were both the yellow cards. That's actually a pretty decent decision. They were fine decisions, right? And also, um, which was... That, he, I think he misunderstood... He lost the context of what he's in. He's in a moment where he's got his, he's got his team and himself on the stage, hmm. and, and, and you kind of have to realise... And I, I'm not being de- demeaning about his reaction to saying how he won a lot or didn't win or lose the game yeah. but but then the bang on and I what happened last Tuesday at somewhere and then the Wednesday before, it's, it, do you know what John it don't matter this is you're in the it's moment now son yeah. enjoy the moment Show some benign joy. But if you've got that's a problem, all I'm after, my benign joy yeah, exactly, yeah. is about is all I can hope for these days. If you've got an issue with the referee, though, <laughs> and you want to, if you want to complain about the referee, you know you, you're within your rights to do that. Fine, but the more you bring up decisions from the previous weeks, it makes you sound more like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, exactly, because of you course, sound like a maniac. Not least of which, of course. If you manage that club, no one knows what you're talking no. about. They've not been, it's not been on the telly for the last two not. months. But the way you said it, it was so. It just sounded like a man absolutely broken. Well, he was saying, "I, I, I, I just want to give up." I'm not judging the fella, but to stand on camera oh, I and say, yeah. <laughs> "Okay, I'll, I'll do my bit." Then I'll do mine. But to stand on camera and say I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on football, I thought was. What do you think, Mike? It's, it's cherished <laughs> from him. Listen, just a, a taking the John Coleman situation. The fact that he got Accrington out of yeah. League Two, yes. and he somehow thinks the world has done him an injustice. Yeah, but. The referees are coming to get him. I know. It's like, it's incredible. It's incredible. And, and you, you know, I, I always 
hated going to uh, Accrington, which is a, is a credit to them as a football club because it's a it was place. such a tough place to yeah. go. They've not upgraded, have they, Martin? I believe. No, and, and they, they, play, they play a similar way as they have done for a while as well. They're, they're, not, they have, they're not the cleanest no, team. No, 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 no. <laughs> but they, no, but that belies their ability because they have, they have yeah, these incredible creative attacking players and they always have had that and they always play on the fact that people underestimate them because they get a lot of... The, their catchment is essentially Liverpool, so they've got Liverpool. Sure, they've got they've got some uh, like at Macclesfield. They're on get, the manor, aren't they? Yeah, we would get at Macclesfield. We get these Man City players, and we were like, going, "Do they know they've come here? Do they? <laughs> did they mean to drive to this? Let's keep them for a couple of months and just hope that they stay." And then same with Accrington, they they kind of have that catchment for Liverpool and various other clubs. So you know, I really admire them. But yeah, that John Coleman stuff was bonkers. Well, to me, I, I it, it, it was as good a post-match interview. Maybe not as the Kevin Keegan meltdown, but it, it was definitely up there. It was one that you, you look at twice and you go, that was an interesting one. Martin, as a player, describe to me the biggest meltdowns you've witnessed from right. a manager. So the, most of them, are, are the only, uh, from a playing perspective, were ones that happened in the dressing room because after that, you don't know what the manager says yeah. to the media. But the dressing room ones were just like, you couldn't, you can't even, it's like, it's like the office meets, I don't know, just, Apocalypse now. Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. It's insane, <laughs> and uh, and we had this Cause, manager. Cause they, I'm not going to name him. They don't know what they, they, no, they, they they've know. lost it. They, at that they've gone. They don't know what they've absolutely they gone. Are, are these are these happening full time or half time or is it just a lottery? This is full time. This is full time. So they saved it. I'm going to tell you where it is. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Uh, it's away at Carlisle, and we've lost the game quite late on. And the manager what year proceeded. Was this? <laughs> the managers oh, proceeded to just come in and do this kind of swaggering as you would expect just like kind of he's going you and just pointing fingers but what he started to do is he started to strip off right so he started taking and it's cold up in Carlisle so he's taking bit he's taking a bit of kit off bit by bit so he's taking his big jacket off and he's going what does he think's happening just wait just get, listen mine, don't run it Slow down. Tell us in data. What did he take off first? He took off the, the puffer jacket Woo! came off, right? Woo! And you're all putting five fingers he's, yeah, exactly. he's pointing fingers at us. But, Pound coins, actually, I'm putting in. But then it gets to the point where he's in his like, t- uh, like warm-up T-shirt, shorts, what? socks and boots. So he's just in his like normal kit now and he's going, and he's still going, and it's like 45 minutes in, and he strips down. So he takes his T-shirt off, and he's going like, he clearly made his mind up, I'm going to go for a shower, but then he couldn't stop giving us a bollocking. Right. So then he takes his shorts off and then no! he slip off. So he's bollock naked, no! but he's still in his boots and his socks, he's- right, in front of us. <laughs> and he keeps coming back going, do you know what? And he'll come back for a bit more. And then so he's standing there naked in front of you, giving you, and I'm just going, giving you what, this is a bit embarrassing. <laughs> well, the, the other thing was, so, then he started doing a couple of coaching points. He went, do you know what your problem is? You don't close down quick enough. And he's, as he's going to run at this guy, he slid into him and his studs in the changing room floor have just slided into him. And he's a naked man in football boots and socks. He's going slid right into this guy. And then we all just sat in the room. And I think that was the point where we all just went, this is absurd. Are you all not also sitting down there for a, let me call it, crutch high? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah, we're in the right height. You we're are the, the, we're the ju- only junk height. height for this situation. We're in the junket. Jesus, yeah. but, holy so this, God But Christ. this meltdown, where we're all just sat there going, just, just please let it be over, please let but it be over. But you must be looking at each other, like little glances. No, you can't like, take what is happening here. You can't take 
Uh, well, I do. Surely you're entranced by the names. <laughs> the pendulum. Appendage. <laughs> you don't know, yeah. There was no I, mass I, appendage. I, 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 um, yeah, but I've never been in that situation. But I, it was I, I don't so know weird. I don't um, know what I do with myself. The, and, and like the, be- the other times are always the coach journeys home where managers insist on it being doom and gloom so it's like no one can have a nice time and basically all the youth team players used to play like Nintendo DS and we have like eight player games going on and we got beat by Accrington there's Chesterfield and it was horrific and we got back on the bus and I was like just please don't the young lads at the front just don't turn your consoles on and they just flipped them all up and they started playing again and the manager you could just see him seething and he just went that sums you up just all about computer games we've just lost to Accrington away on on so many levels he can't deal with it because he's new and young everything about it and he's like everything Dave Webb a famous coach Dave Chelsea's Dave Webb who was down at terrifying guy terrifying guy so when he was at Yeovil if you were if your headphones in the game he'd come and rip your headphones in and go this ain't a disco mate this ain't. and this you'd be like on an eight hour oh, coach I don't, wear, I, don't wear, I don't wear headphones in a disco he go, what do you think what do you think he goes so, what are you listening to he goes it's not a disco mate he goes concentrating a game what for the next eight hours I'm on this bus and then he <laughs> literally was like that's not so the old school manager great. I love those rants but yeah great there we go well, I mean, that was a, the, the, the stripping stories, but you didn't have to act it out in front of us. But uh, no, I, I, I appreciate the story nonetheless. Uh, we're nearly out of time. Um, I want to, before we go... Not enough time to get him dressed again. Like, I, I want to introduce a new feature to the show. A new feature to the show is called Unpopular Opinion of the Week. Um, I will offer mine up this week and then we'll talk about it. I think, uh, given the news today that Fellaini might be off to China, my opinion is that Fellaini actually is a top four club footballer. I think he's a very effective player, both starting and off the bench. And I think that while he might not be a traditional, in inverted commas, Manchester United player, I think he's been an excellent signing for them. Yeah. I think um, you're wrong and it's a horrible take. Okay, see you next week. This is, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you think? You think he's a terrible player? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I just don't think he's... I don't think he fits in. No. And I just don't like his attitude. He's just a bit of a... He's a bit of a bell piece, isn't he? He should not... He should, if you're... If you're if he's in the top four team, it's unlike. I don't. It's, I think it's a weird thing that he's a top four in the top four team. That's why it's unpopular, Mark. <laughs> so, Mark's unpopular take. What was it? What, what would be yours, Mark? Unpopular uh, take. Unpopular take. Okay, I ain't got one. Except I will say. <laughs> okay, here's my unpopular take. Let me try <laughs> and twist. Let me try and twist the words around <laughs> to make it feel that way and to make it legal. Is Remember, that, yeah, I do believe. That the only way, I, I do believe that all footballers should dive and forever and until <laughs> here, until Christendom. And only because I do, I, I rate it because we saw two good examples over the weekend in which it was discussed that, that if he'd gone down, it would have been a penalty. A phrase which drives okay. me absolutely insane. I'll tell you why I disagree with that. Very simply, is that if referees are allowed to give penalties for players taking contact and not going down, that will eradicate a lot of that diving, I think. That's my take on that. Equally, what my point would be is a player that does get contact and doesn't go down deserves to get a penalty, but he'll never get one. That's the point I'm making. Okay, Martin, have you got one to mind? Or? Yeah, uh, straight away, Gary Cahill will be a good signing for Man United or Arsenal. Okay, yeah, I'm not, 
happy to take that. Just going to leave that there. Uh, right, that has, been the, that has been the Whistleblowers. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, this week I've had Martin Gritton as ever as co-host. Hiya. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> and Mark Webster, thank you very much for joining us again. Friend of the show, long time, Always. good lad, godfather, my, my, podfather. My pen done good to have you back. Is your pen working yet? No, no. Okay. Right, see you next time. I'm Mark Smith. Goodbye. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.